passion and pageantry of college football lives here. This is the Paul Feinbaum Show, Hour 4 Podcast. This might be college football, Heather. We welcome you to our final hour. It's always extraordinarily special to uh, say hello to our friend, Archbishop Joseph Marino, who has been with us so many years uh, through good and bad times throughout COVID and and afterwards. And uh, Archbishop, uh, a delight to say hello to you and and welcome you back uh, to this program. Hello, Paul. It's great to be back. Thank you for inviting me again this year. It's always a pleasure and a privilege to be with you and, and all your wonderful listeners. Thank you very, very much. And uh, we will also uh, bring your phone calls in in just a few minutes. So if you want to get on board, I, uh, I would encourage you to do so right now at 855-242-7285. Uh, Archbishop, uh, let's start with this moment in time uh, at this special juncture right before Christmas. Uh, just uh, your thoughts on, on this holiday and, and what you have seen and encountered this past year. Well, we're living in a very dramatic time, and Christmas teaches a lot about what we're living. And it's it's the same every year, really. For 2,000 years, the story has been repeated, meditated upon. Artists have painted it. People have created songs around it. And every year, every year, we go back to that uh, scene uh, in Bethlehem. And, And you know... The central scene, of course, uh, is the family, Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. There they are. The baby is born, and uh, Joseph and Mary taking care of our Lord. There's shepherds on the hill. But you know, there's another, there's some other actors in this story which really really explain what the scene means. They they are they they like give the headlines or the breaking news of what's happening with this birth and says something very dramatic about our own time, you know. And those are the angels. Those are the angels. You they first they appear two times in the story, and each time they go deeper and deeper into what Christmas is, what this birth means. And the first time when they appear in the heavens, they they appear to the shepherds out there on the hill and and they say basically they go right to the point we we have some good news to tell you that's the breaking news a headline and they say what is it well, you know, they look up and uh, today is born your savior christ the lord and 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 the angels at that point become actors in the sense that that they're starting to open the heavens and they're starting to 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 connect god with humanity, and thank God that the, the, the shepherds got excited, and they and they ran over to the scene that where the, where this family was, Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, and they did, and they get there, so they par- they become part of the scene on earth. They probably brought a few sheep, and then we know there are probably other animals around, whatever, and then they give the second headline, the second breaking news. They say. And, and, this, and this becomes the meaning, Paul. This becomes the, the ultimate meaning of what happened 2,023 years ago. They say, 
glory to God in the highest and peace to all upon his favor rest. Those are a lot of words, and each word is important, and each word has an incredible meaning. Now they're saying that this event is not just some spiritual exercise. Uh, It's about something that's happening on earth. Uh, God is now appearing on earth. No one could have conceived of this. This had to be from God. No no one could have conceived that God, uh, God could come to earth and live with us. And yet that's what they're saying. Glory to God in the highest, the highest in the heavens, and peace on earth. So we have a connection between the glory of God and peace on earth. And here is what is so important. Here's what's so important. That what the angels are talking about, this peace that they're talking about, is not is not just the absence of war and the absence of violence or the absence of cruelty, but it is the definitive reconciliation between God and the human race, the establishment of justice, the establishment of harmony. In other words, it's going back to creation, the way God created us. This is what he intended when he created us before we, we made that terrible mistake of sinning in the garden. This is the way God wanted us, a complete harmony with him, reconciliation with him, and reconciliation and peace with one another, each other, every person. And then finally, the final phrase, who receives this message? Who receives this peace? Who receives this immense love, this this immense uh, encounter with God. They say, peace to all upon whom his favor rests. I know, I know that some of the people out there may be saying, well, that's not the translation we know. We know another translation, glory to God in the highest and peace to his people on earth, or glory to God in the highest and peace to, to people of goodwill. Well, both of those translations uh, make the event extremely restrictive in this sense. If it, if it depended on our goodwill, then we might, miss, we might miss what's coming to us because no one is perfect. No one has a perfect will in front of God. And the other, upon his people. Well, how about those who are not his people? They're not a part of this event. So what the, the, the meaning is, is this, the translation that, that gets the best ratings are, is that one, peace to all upon whom his favor rests. No one is excluded. Everyone has received the peace, the love, and the absolute closeness of God in the moment of Christmas. It changed the world. It changed the world. It changed our understanding of who God is. It changed our understanding of who we are in relation to God. We, we become part of his love and his peace the way he wanted, the way when he created us at the beginning of time. It belongs to everyone. No one is excluded. It's, it's the goodness of God pouring down on the earth. And what are we supposed to do? The headline then ends, well, how are we living the goodness that we received? By being good to other people. By being good to other people. I mean, that's the only, that's the only answer. 
because uh, if God has been good to us from by no merit or by not by not by our merit only because of his infinite love and goodness then we must share the goodness and love that he gave us and that's what peace means goodness and love towards other people and that's the story of christmas i think with the with these beautiful beautiful phrases of the angels that that yeah we hear them when we read the story but Sometimes we're so concentrated on that little unit down there, Jesus, which of course is the, which of course is the center. But the angels up there in the heavens, uh, they kind of tell us what's going on and what it means, and that's the story. Everyone has received this peace and this incredible goodness from God. We are here for the rest of the hour with Archbishop Marino, and uh, we will now open the phone lines. So. 855-242-7285. We, we invite you to call in uh, to converse. Uh, we've had some extraordinary moments with people that reached out uh, seeking various things, whether it was a greeting or, or maybe somebody going through a difficult time. The Archbishop fairly well versed in all of these. We'll continue with him right after this. Listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show podcast. Is your schedule too packed to see a doctor about your erectile dysfunction? Well, with Hims, now you can get treated for ED without stepping foot outside your door. They're changing men's health care by providing access to affordable sexual health treatments from the comfort of your couch. Hims provides access to doctor-trusted ED treatment options such as chewable hard mints brand name treatments like Viagra, or generic alternatives for up to 95% cheaper. The process is simple and entirely online. Just answer a series of questions and a medical provider will determine the right treatment option. If prescribed, your medication ships to you free. No insurance needed. So what are you waiting for? Join the hundreds of thousands of trusted HIMSS subscribers and get treated. Start your free online visit today at hymns.com paul. That's H-I-M-S dot com slash Paul for your personalized ED treatment options. Hims.com slash Paul. Hard mints are chewable compounded products which are not approved by or verified for safety or effectiveness by the FDA. Prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate. Restrictions apply. See website for details and important safety information. Subscription required. Price varies on product and subscription plan. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. And welcome back uh, with Archbishop Marino. Uh, Archbishop, uh, I thought I was going to have to call you 
couple weeks ago, uh, on the day of the Iron Bowl, uh, it's well known, uh, Archbishop, I know it's well known that your, uh, your family, I've told the story of being big Auburn fans, with a couple of seconds left, it looked like uh, there, were, there had been some uh, prayers answered down there, didn't it? Paul, this is the Christmas season. You know, we have to... <laughs> I, I couldn't resist. Uh, it, of course. It, it's one of the first things I've been able to watch after many years of being away. And, uh, yeah, it was close. Should yeah. I give a theological interpretation? I, w- I, you know, I, I would love to have another conversation with your dad, Salvador. Uh, Sal Marino, but I, I'm afraid I, I didn't miss the the post game conversation with him. I think I know what he would have said. I, yeah, I, you would have had a good conversation. <laughs> you would have had a lot to say. Yeah, let's let's get some interpretation here because we often right, hear the, uh, the only. Uh, you know, I was with some Alabama friends a few a few days afterwards, and we were chatting and talking, and uh, I said. I think I know what it must have felt like 10 years ago. (laughs) That's funny. Not to turn it around. That's a nice response. By the way, you know in the Bible the word compassion uh, appears a lot, a lot, a lot. And basically what it means to suffer with other, other people. So we were able to suffer with each other by our two experiences. Two better days ahead. Uh, Logan yeah. starts it off with Archbishop Marino. Oh, my gosh, Paul. Well, Archbishop, I didn't expect to be the first caller today. I just want to say it's a total honor to speak with you, sir. And uh, thank you for coming on, Paul, every year. I listen to you every year. Um, I just wanted to ask you a question. Um, what advice would you have for some of us non-believers that still want to strive for peace on earth and who are really disturbed by all the wars going on right now in the world? Uh, what kind of advice would you have for me? Well, it's basically what I was ref- reflecting upon earlier. Each person has to become a person of peace. Each person has to become a person convinced that peace is the way to go forward. And to recognize that that any other solution is, is, is it's a it's a difficult. I remember John Paul II during the during the war in in Kosovo in the Balkans, which which was a very difficult war. He said something uh, very 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 deep. He said, "You know, war is an adventure of no return," and so. We as individuals have to be convinced that to establish peace, goodness towards others, justice towards others, uh, understanding others, kindness towards others, this this is this is the way. You know, everyone can do that, believers or not, because we can all work for peace. Harry is up next. Uh, Harry, thank you for calling. Uh, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Paul. Um, Bishop, thank you for taking my call. I would appreciate if you could comment on something related to, I think, what Jesus meant when he spoke to St. Thomas uh, after Thomas was not there, when he appeared to the apostles, when when he, I think, told Thomas, blessed are those who have seen and believed, but blessed are those who have never seen and yet will still believe. 
and I'll hang up and listen to your response, Bishop. Thank you. Yes, Thank you very much, Harry. That was uh, the scene after Easter, or at Easter Day when Christ appeared and Thomas was not there. And they said, oh, we've seen the Lord. He said, oh, no, how can that be? And then he appeared. And, and that's, that's a story addressed to us because we live in, in, in that post-period, you know, after the resurrection. And we, we, we live 2,000 years later. And look at the number of people who have faith. And that's exactly what Christ was saying. There are those who believe because they saw those, those who, had, who were there. But how about all those who have believed over these 2,000 years? And, you know, you know of course, th- there are ways that we can meet God. We can meet a spiritual reality in which we want to believe, or in the case of Christians, Jesus himself, who, who is God made flesh. So many ways, of course, through the, through the holy writings, through our prayer, through our reflection, and also in other people. Other people can reveal to us the goodness of God and to be open to that and say, wow, something good happened to me today. And it was more just, it, it, was a, it wasn't just a coincidence. God was working through that person or through that event, and it touched my heart. Augie is up next with Archbishop Marino. Augie? Bon Natale, Bon Natale, Your Excellency. Always an honor and a privilege to speak with you from the City of the Saints. A quick question for you, Your Excellency. We in Catholicism venerate the Holy Mother. Um, and it, without the Holy Mother, there would be no nativity. Why is it that, and this is calling upon your knowledge of other religions, why is it that we in the Catholic faith put more of an emphasis in reaching through the Holy Mother for intercession than others. Why do Catholics have that in their in their spirituality? Is that what you're asking? And why so more than other religions? Yes, Your Excellency. Well, I you know I don't I can't judge other religions how much or how less compared to us, but. But uh, for me, the, the answer is always simple on that. Anything that, w- that we profess to know about Mary or any honor that we give her is because really what we believe about Jesus. That's it. I mean, it, it, he, Mary is the mother, his mother. So we venerate her. We, 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 we give her a special attention. She is the mother. And then if we give other honor and privilege to her, it's because of who he is. Anything we believe about Mary is only because of what we believe about Jesus. It's, it's not something created apart from from our Lord. And if, if we give her titles, if we give her uh, whatever, it's because she said yes to this call from God to bring Christ into the world. I mean, imagine if she had said said no. Imagine. Diogenes is up next with uh, Archbishop Marino. Diogenes? Yes. Um, First, uh, Joseph, let me say, uh, I want to ask a very serious um, priestly request of you. But before I get to that, let me say this. I know you must be extremely proud of your niece, Olivia Marino, who is a proud member of the Auburn University equestrian team, which this year, won their fifth straight SEC championship. 
And, of course, prior to that, they won six national championships. So I'm sure you must be very, very proud of yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. In fact, I think we talked about that uh, once, uh, Archbishop. Yeah. So uh, that was uh, something that you've, you've often referred to. Let me go to uh, Snake next. Uh, Snake, good afternoon. You're, you're on the air. Hey, thanks for taking my call. It, it's a pleasure to talk to you, Archbishop Moreno. I, I just had a, a question. I think, I, well, I know I know the answer, but. Have, have you ever hated anyone, and would you elaborate on why you shouldn't? Interesting question. Am I, is, this, is this a public uh, – are we on the air, Paul? Yes, we are. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, hate, hate is a – oh, that's a strong word. You it know, is. that's a very strong word. Uh, have we been disappointed in other people? Have we preferred not to be around other well, people? Well, Snake, if I, if I could ask, uh, yeah. if I could help you with that question, because I'm curious. Um, you, obviously, you're, you're trained. Uh, you, you, you spent countless years learning uh, every th aspect of, of your religion and, and of your positions. But how do you avoid something like that? Because it's, it's yeah. a fairly well, easy I mean, thought. I've... I've disliked a bunch of people, but I have never hated anyone. I mean, I, I just, that's the way I was raised, and I'm I'm a kissing cousin of the Catholics, I'm a Lutheran, but uh, <laughs> I was born Baptist, but I was taught not to hate. No, I mean, I I, I can't remember really hating someone. That's a that's that's almost yeah. I, I didn't think a you very had strong word. <laughs> well, yeah. Snake, uh, I'm glad to hear you have a, a being somebody who's paid attention to this show. Uh, that's a good it's a good word to avoid. It's one we don't often. Uh, Archbishop, we'll, we'll be right back with more phone calls right. on this uh, special edition with Archbishop Moreno. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network.
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. You're listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show podcast. Back uh, with 30 more minutes with Archbishop Marino. And let's uh, check in with Jerry, who is on the phone for the Archbishop. Jerry, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Paul. How are you, sir? We are doing great. Jerry Duncan, one of my great friends uh, in Birmingham. Fantastic to hear from you. Absolutely. We're hey, so Jerry, how you doing? The Archbishop there with you, and uh, we uh, we were in Rome and uh, got to go some of to some of the restaurants that he uh, directed us to, and uh, we had a wonderful time, Paul. And uh, I don't call him the Archbishop anymore because uh, when we were when we were there. Uh, the archbishop told us to go to uh, two different restaurants, and he said that we said, "Well, do we need reservations?" And he said, "No, just tell them the Padre sent you." So, uh, <laughs> That's uh, right. The first restaurant we went to was Dino and Tony's. Okay, <laughs> and we said, "Well, the Padre sent us." Oh, the Padre, the Padre, yes, sit right here, sit right here, <laughs> and uh, we uh, they started bringing food, Paul, and. Uh, I don't know how how many people we fed in that restaurant, but it was it was a happy time by all. That is so, amazing. Uh, it was just I'm, glad you, also, I'm glad you enjoyed it, Jerry. Place, we, we just used the Padre's name, Paul. That's all I can say. Jerry, I, <laughs> Jerry, I re, I remember you when you used to be on the sidelines, shouting out the games. Yes, sir. Yeah, for those who don't know, Jerry, Jerry was not only a great player uh, under Coach Bryan, he, he for many, many years became, uh, he was part of the broadcast team. And uh, once Coach Bryan put you on that broadcast team, you, you, never, you didn't leave until he said so. <laughs> I was there too long, Paul. I was there too long. <laughs> but I'm so happy, so uh, happy, Archbishop. We, uh, you know, today was Carol Rumor's birthday, and uh, – I know the Archbishop has, has spent a lot of time with Carol here in Birmingham from the, the Rumore family, and uh, and she told me that you were going to be with them in the next couple of days. So uh, I hope y'all have a have a great time and uh, uh, have a great uh, a great Christmas, Archbishop. Same to you, Jerry. I'm glad you had a good time in Rome, Jerry. Thank you. Oh, we had a fantastic time. We, I, next time we we'll go back, I want to go with you. Everyone All wants right. to go with him. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Jerry. Paul, why don't you do a show from Rome one year? There we go. Uh, there you go. Archbishop Marino, I, uh, I I can't think of anything I'd, I'd rather do than to than, than, than have you host us. Uh, and, sh- and I've got a couple of minor requests uh, underneath the Vatican that maybe you could handle. I need to see there some papers go. from a couple of thousand years ago. Let's uh, check in with Hastings. You're on with Archbishop Marino. Yeah, hey Paul, it's uh, such an honor to be on with you and Archbishop Marino, and 
Um, I can assure you that I was I was sending a lot of prayers upstairs when it was fourth and thirty one, and I was so thankful for those to be answered. But, um, <laughs> I, was, I was looking for some hope there, and it kind of brought me to my question right now. Um, being the winter solstice, the the shortest day of the year, uh, a lot of people struggle with with seasonal depression. A lot of people are, are going through so much, and, and in such a time that should be celebrated so heavily. I think that. Um, and with all the positive things in the world, I think sometimes we, we have a tendency to magnify uh, the negative things that, that surround us and lose sight of what's, what's really important. And so, you know, I was wondering um, if you wouldn't mind, for those who are, who are looking for hope or struggling or, or going through a tough time right now, you know, what you would say to them and, and uh, really what, what is important in this world, especially around this time of year. And I'll hang up and listen. Thanks but very much. Great honor- question. Great question. That's a good question because you're right. This time of year, a lot of people are in that situation. Well, the first thing I would do, I would try to be with that person, make a visit and chat and be with him or her, whatever it took, and then to to encourage them to remember all that was good, all that is good, and, and to be assured that even even in the dark moments and in this time of year, like you said, the shortest amount of light, uh, you know, God is with us. God is truly with us. And that, and, and that is the source of, of peace and happiness in one's heart, to know that even many things could happen, many moments can be sad, etc. Ultimately, God is loving us every, every minute, and he never forgets us in any situation. But that love of God has to be felt concretely by our own good and by our own willingness to give a nice word and to visit and to talk and to encourage. Sam, you're on next. Sam, you're on with Archbishop Marino. Good afternoon. This is Sam Tennessee, and I would like to first say how beautiful your commentary at the start of our interview was, because I think what you described at that time was heaven where the blessing of absolute peace and compassion flows so readily that we cannot help but know the glory of God. And I'm so thankful for people such as you that give that to a public that needs it so desperately. And it's so beautiful to hear your words and to realize how precious it is that this season is so much more. And thank you, Archbishop. God bless. Thank Thank you for your kind words. I appreciate it. Thank you very much, Sam. AJ is uh, in Florida. AJ, you're on next with Archbishop Marino. Hi. Thank, thank you, Paul. Archbishop, uh, I'm a retired pastor uh, of 30-some years. I was diagnosed in July with multiple myeloma, having already had been diagnosed with prostate cancer. And recently, uh, it is believed that I might even have problems in that same vein with my gallbladder. Mm. But as I think about the Advent season of expectation, uh, hope, peace, joy, and God's love, I can tell you that uh, there still can be joy even when the doctors are not certain what to do next and you've been, uh, your chemo has been halted because uh, recently they found out that you might have a heart failure. Uh, 
he says in I think Matthew twenty twenty eight, the second clause, Lo I am with you always, even until the end of the world. So Joe, I just want to reiterate what you said earlier about peace, love and joy can be had despite the circumstances if you have the faith because what we possess we will have to face in this life god bless you god bless paul everybody have a wonderful wonderful holiday thank you i'll be praying for you that was a lovely testimony thank you truly was Um, jimmy is up next Uh, jimmy you're on with archbishop marino Yes, sir. I had a question. I was uh, I was kind of wondering what the Archbishop would say and what kind of advice he could give someone that has had some bad things that have happened and have you know they've prayed about it and they can't seem to get the good things going their way and it just seems to be bad things after bad things and kind of seem to have lost faith and not believing, you know, and maybe what. Maybe God's answering their prayers or something like that. And if you could answer and kind of give some advice on that, I'll hang up and listen to what you have. Thank to you say. very much, Archbishop. Yes, I think I think what the pastor just told us would, would apply also to that situation. Regardless of whatever situation we're in, we can always find peace and with ourselves because we know that God is will never abandon us. The, the, the pastor mentioned about Advent, which we're living these final days before Christmas. This time when, when we pray it in the masses and the church, the prayer is all about, come, Lord, come, Lord. Uh, we're waiting for him to come. But, you know, he waits for us to go to him. He waits for us to go to him, too. It's a, it's a two-way street. And uh, Christmas, the Lord has come. And and so sometimes when we're in these, in, when we're in these difficulties of life, we need to go to him. We need to go to him. And just talk to him in prayer, in conviction, and and to and to let and, and by doing so, we, we 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 feel his love. There's no doubt because his love is infinite. It's always it's constant, and it's never exclusive. But Archbishop, uh, for those who like like, like the gentleman, and he he had, he had a very positive outlook. But it's when when no matter when you when you have a a, a strong belief and whatever you're hoping for goes against you. How, how do you comprehend that, though? Because faith is great. It goes a long way. But when your life is coming undone, as many people are and, and, and currently are going through, what, what do you say to them? To have confidence in, in God's love. I, I know I'm repeating myself a lot tonight, but I... Uh, because, like you said, it's hard to comprehend. Of course, rationally, all those things are difficult to comprehend. But we, we inject. But, but even if I could broaden it, Archbishop, when you look, and I'm, I'll, I'll, I mean, I don't need to tell you. You've been to every corner of of this earth, and you've seen what happens. And we're we're watching it on many different corners right now. Uh, it, there's some places where it it looks absolutely hopeless. Yeah. Yeah, it does. It's 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 heartbreaking, and it's and you say 
in the 21st century. We're still seeing things that we saw in the last century, in the century before that. And I, I go back to the to the idea is that we 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 have to start building peace within ourselves and with others, and respecting others, lo- loving others, loving others, and to create that and 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 I. I think it grows. I think it develops. And yeah, but I, I know some of these images on TV are, are 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 definitely difficult to watch. And yet, you know, one of one of the great philosophers of the twenty twenty first century said, uh, "The only worth, the only battle worth fighting for is peace." And uh, I think we just have to become people of peace, Paul. People of of Trying, trying to live that harmony that was intended by God. Well, we made it to the end of the week. Appreciate you being a part of the show. We will see you on Monday. You're listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show podcast.